Hey girl, welcome to Fearless and Unleashed, where we'll learn tips and tricks to live our best life. We are leaving fear behind, ladies, reaching our goals, having some fun while being authentically us. I'm Jeanette Sachs. I'm a mama of three beautiful girls, married to my best friend. I'm a wellness coach and entrepreneur. I'm all about living fearlessly, going after those scary business goals, getting fit while eating ice cream, and simplifying life. I believe when we get out of our own way, we become the best versions of ourselves. So get ready, girl, because we're about to change your life. Hey, friend, welcome back to Fearless and Unleashed. I'm your host, Jeanette Sachs. Today, I'm going to be talking about an episode that I haven't done in quite some time. I've talked about it before. I've said that I was going to record a podcast episode around this topic, which is anxiety and depression. I mentioned that I would share my experience when I went through it and how I got through it, but I needed to wait because some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about is one, very personal, and then two, I wasn't ready with the right words, and I wanted to make sure that it came from a place of love, not anger, not resentment, and as a coach, I'm a huge believer, even if you're not a coach, that it's really hard to help people through things when you're still in it. You know, for me, I go through things, obviously I'm human just like you, and I have things that have happened in my life that are really messed up, but when I talk about them, I always make sure that there's a lesson that I learned or I can share how I got through it because if it's just me showing up just to talk about it, it kind of feels like I'm gossiping about it or it's not coming from the right place when there's nothing that I can share with you to help you in case you're going through some of this stuff. But as a wellness coach, I know that this is very important. I know that a lot of my followers, a lot of my students, they go through this. They go through times in their lives in all kinds of different scenarios. And it is that mindset work that really is challenging when you're going through things and you're not prepared, you don't have the tools, you don't know how to get through some of this stuff. It's those hard moments in life that can really break us. And I've been through some of those stuff. Even when my life was really good, I've been through some of that stuff. And it took everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. I thought I was going to lose my mind, to be honest with you. And I'm going to be very open here. Obviously, I'm not going to share all the details because some of this stuff involves other people. And this is where I think I was kind of hesitant to record before. It was I wanted to make sure that I was able to share openly because it is my life. It's my story. It's my experience. But I also wanted to be respectful and not put other people's business all out there, right? So before I get into this, I just want to say a disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I'm not a counselor. I have no medical degree, no training whatsoever in any of these topics. This episode is just me sharing something that I went through in my personal life, my personal experience, and what I chose to do. This is by no means what you should do. You should find what works for you. You should talk to your doctors. You should take medicine if you need medicine. You need to talk to professionals to help you through this. And if you want to listen to this episode and just hear about what I did that helped me get through those moments in my life, maybe you can take some things from my story and try them yourself and see if they work for you. But let me just be very clear everybody's situation is different. Everybody's life is different. The way that we process things is different. Our bodies are different. Our minds are different. Our hormones are different. Like we could be going through the same things, but our bodies can 
receive and process this very differently. So please don't ever take anything that you hear on this podcast or on social media or anywhere else and just think that that's all you have to do. You have to be your own advocate for your health and you have to do what you feel is right for you. Some people will share that they don't use medicine, but that might not be the best option for you. So the best thing you can do is talk to professionals, talk to your doctor. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm my own advocate and I know when I need certain things. I know when I need my doctor. I know when I need medicine and I know when I don't need any of those two things and I can figure things out on my own and let my body go through it and just work on myself. But I know that balance. I know that there's going to be moments that maybe I'm trying to work on something on my own and it's not happening and I'm going to reach out to the professionals. So I just want to say that because I don't want you to hear me and say, well, Jeanette didn't go to the doctor. Jeanette didn't take medicine for her anxiety or depression. And then you go and make the same decisions because you may need those things. So I want to start by saying now, I don't have a history of anxiety and depression. Like growing up, I was fine. I never experienced anything like that. And I've been through some really hard shit. (laughs) Let me just say that. I have been through some really hard things that you would have thought would have broke me. If you've been a listener of the podcast for a while, you know that I had my daughter at 17 and I chose to raise her by myself. And that was really hard, but I did it. I showed up every day. I was the best mom that I could be. And I have a beautiful child that is like loving and happy. But those were really hard times. Some of the stories behind that experience are crazy. And maybe one day I'll share that story. But even then, I didn't go through anxiety. I didn't go through depression. When I met my husband, we as a couple went through some hard times, financial hard times, career hard times, you know, and those things you would have thought that that stress that comes from those situations would have made me experience anxiety and depression. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. When I was young, my dad was deported. I got to watch that whole thing. That was traumatizing as hell. But... I didn't experience anxiety and depression. I think maybe I was like an angry child. I think I carried that along with me. But again, it didn't create anxiety or depression. Like I dealt with it and I moved on. I grew up and it was more like an an emotional thing for me with that situation than anything else. Because I feel like my dad being removed from our family, which we were a very close, tight family. I have great memories growing up. But I really can honestly say that it was that moment that I think back to that made our family crumble. Obviously, I mean, if you think about it, when you remove a parent from a home, it's going to cause some chaos. And the chaos that came with that was just mind blowing. It was mind blowing. Like I can honestly tell you that I can probably write a book and people will think it's fiction if I was to share some of the stories because of how crazy life got. But even then... I held strong. I've always had a very strong personality. When I was young, my siblings, when we would get into arguments, they would tell my mom, she has a bad attitude. She always has something to say. But it was the life that I was living, situations that were coming up. I kind of developed this personality that made me feel like I had to stand up for myself, like I had to stand up for my mom. Of course, I have something to say because I'm not going to allow people to do whatever they want, walk all over us and not have anything to say. And I developed that growing up. 
And I think that it was that personality that I think sometimes I go through things and it's like, even though they're really hard, I always go, okay, how are we going to get through this? I always try to find the way. Like, I'm not going to give up easily, but I'm going to figure it out. And I really do think that it was those hard moments that shaped me into who I am today. But unfortunately, when you go through stuff in life, you have to kind of find that balance because like I said, you can have situations in your life come up at a very young age that can create all kinds of emotions. You can be angry. You can be resentful. The hurt, instead of it just being hurt, it can, because we try to protect ourselves, it can make you be just angry and go through life not trusting having other issues and things come up because of one situation, right? So as I got older, I had to realize and find that balance and really go, okay, well, I don't want my past experiences to make me into this person who doesn't trust, into this person who gives up easily, into this person who carries this anger and resentment because of what so-and-so did or what happened in my life or why my life was so hard. I didn't want that for myself. And that is a choice. The reason that I am so big on choices, the reason that you guys are going to hear me say a lot that our lives are a reflection of the choices that we make is because it's true. It is 110% true. We dictate what our lives could look like. No matter what life throws at you, you dictate how you're going to react and what you're going to do after that. When things come up, Are you going to let them break you and you're going to just give up or are you going to try to figure it out? So I developed this attitude of I'm going to try to figure it out because it was constant things coming up all the time, all the time. So here I am, an adult. My life is really good. I love my job. I'm at home with my children. I have a beautiful marriage. I live in Hawaii. You would think like, wow, she's living the life. And boom, all of a sudden, anxiety starts creeping in. And here's the thing, before I even get to the anxiety and depression part, I remember a few years before that, probably about five years before that, I started noticing that I was getting like little spikes of anxiety and I didn't realize it was anxiety then. And one of the things that I noticed was my trigger. It happened when I would have wine and it didn't matter how much wine I had. When I had alcohol, I couldn't sleep and I was anxious. And I remember trying to figure out what it was, but still having my glass of wine at night until one day it hit me and I told my husband, I think it might be the wine. And I stopped drinking it and it stopped happening. So that was my first aha moment of, oh my goodness, it's the freaking alcohol. Now, mind you, I come from a family of alcoholics and I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic. I'm saying that it was a big aha moment for me because it was like, Is it my body just not reacting to it? Because I could have one glass of wine and I started noticing it. So I stopped having it. And I think that was kind of when I started to get away from drinking so much or at all, because I don't even drink that much. But that's when I really started not drinking because I noticed how my body was reacting to it and I didn't like it. So then here comes, and I'm going to say probably 2019. Now, let me just say this. I feel like I'm about to do like a walk of shame. If you were on my Instagram for a while, you saw this happening. You got to watch me break down on video. Yes, it was an embarrassing moment, but I don't regret sharing it because the conversations that came from that when I showed up crying on my stories on Instagram, sharing a couple of things here and there, 
I remember all the women that messaged me and were like, I'm going through the same thing. I feel alone. I feel like my family doesn't care about me. There was women talking about their relationships with their parents, their relationships with their siblings, their relationship with their spouses. I had women messaging me saying they were crying, watching me crying, talking about this. And it was this time that I remember I was really going through it. And it was a time where I felt like I was alone, but I wasn't. I have a great family. I have my children. I have my marriage. But I also felt alone and away from the family that I was born into. And all of the things that happened in my life, instead of me working through them, I kind of just like buried them and didn't face them and was just like, whatever, I'm moving on with my life. I've built this amazing life. I've created this space. I set boundaries. I removed people from my life or access to me so that I didn't have to deal with stuff. But I never worked through it. I never worked through losing my dad when I was young. I never worked through anything. Like my relationship with my mom, my mom has always been in my life. She's amazing. But she's had her own experience as well, right? And I never really sat down and talked to her about my feelings. I kind of just didn't talk about it. I avoided it. I didn't like the topic. And we do that a lot, right? When there's things that we have to work through, we rather just ignore it, especially because I think in some cultures, we don't talk about stuff. We just like ignore them and move on with our lives and we never work through it. But they creep up in the most weird places at the most weirdest times. And so around that time, that's when I was feeling like I was alone. Then I worked through that. And one of the ways that I worked through it was I just forgave. I stopped holding on to grudges. I stopped thinking about how my relationship with my dad didn't really go anywhere after he was gone and deported because I felt like he didn't try very hard. And I actually took a trip. And in this trip, I got to see him. And the first thing he did when he came was he asked for us to pray. And we sat down. I had my niece and nephew were with me. We sat down and we were like, okay. And he started praying. And in his prayer, he asked for forgiveness. And he said some things that I was just like, wow, like I didn't know that he realized that. And it was that trip that really did it for me. Even when I came back, my husband after months was like, you know, I'm really glad you took that trip because I can tell that you're in a better space. And it was because I forgave. And this is one of the things that I wanted to share with you guys, if you're going through something similar, is that I had to learn how to not expect people to give me what I wanted from them and accept that sometimes people, whether it's your father, your mother, family members, friends, whoever it is, I had to learn to accept that sometimes people don't have it in them to give you what you want from them. And all you can do is accept what they're willing to do. And I don't mean like accept toxic behavior. You should never accept that. But for me, it was like I had this vision in my head of what a father should be. I see my husband with our girls and I'm just like, man, these girls are blessed. This man is amazing with them. He literally puts them first on everything, even before me. (laughs) And so I would watch that and I thought I would always think like that's a father, you know. But then I had to realize that I can't create this image in my head of what a father should be and hold on to that to the point that it made me angry that I didn't have that. I had to learn how to forgive and move on and accept what my dad was willing to give. And our relationship has actually improved since then and there's boundaries. 
I don't allow myself to expect more because I know it's not in him to be that for me. And when I was able to open up my mind to that, our conversations are a lot better. We talk more often. He's in my life. So that's the first thing that I wanted to say is sometimes you just have to let go of this image that you create of what you want from other people and just be okay with what they're willing and are capable of giving. This does not mean any negativity or toxic. This just means if this is the best they can do, then you have to be okay with that. That is the best they can do. Okay, so moving on. Now I've forgiven. I feel really good. I'm in a good space. Life is great. And then things start happening in my family. I start hearing that some people are struggling with addiction because we do have an alcoholic addiction that runs in this family. And I got into this space where I would start crying for no reason. I mean, I had a reason, but like nothing will be going on in the day. I would be going to Costco and I would start just crying. My emotions were all over the place. This was the time that was the worst because before I was just hurt, you know, and I worked through that. But this time it didn't have anything to do with me. It wasn't my life. It wasn't my children. It wasn't my husband. It was other people and what they were doing with their lives and people that I love and me trying to help and the help not being wanted. Me trying to figure out how to help these people and them not wanting them being so far into their addiction that it was like, no, leave me alone. I don't want your help. And it leaves you feeling, okay, if you have family members who are addicts and you've tried to help, they don't want it. In fact, they kind of disappear. You don't hear about them. You may not know if they're alive, which is the saddest thing. And it was these type of situations that took me down a horrible, horrible path of anxiety because I didn't know what was going on and I couldn't do anything. I wanted to help, not enable. I'm not an enabler. I don't believe in enabling people to stay in situations. I want to help and fix it and change. But you cannot help or save people that don't want to change. And that is one of the hardest things to go through because you feel stuck. Even if you know what to do, if they don't want it, you feel stuck and helpless. And emotionally, it almost destroyed my life. It was one of the hardest things that I've been through in my life. I was in a very dark, dark hole, to be honest with you guys. Like I wouldn't have had this, I wouldn't have had the ability to share this on the podcast like I am right now without breaking down and not being able to talk. So it's been a minute. (laughs) We're in what, almost 2022 now? This happened, I believe, in like the end of 2019 or in the middle of 2019. I have to go back and look. But it was one of the hardest times. And why am I sharing this? Because I'm huge on mental health, your mindset, your wellness. And it comes from these situations. They have completely, the work that I've done in my mindset has completely impacted my life in so many ways. And it was in these hard, hard moments that I look back and go, thank God that my job as a coach is mindset work and wellness work. Because I had to dig deep down into my coach bag, my tool bag, and use 
everything that I teach in my course, in my mindset course, in lives, in one-on-one coaching, everything that I teach to others, I had to use it on myself. And if I wouldn't have done that when I did, I don't know what the story would have been that I would be telling right now. During this time, the only person that really knew what was going on was my husband because I had to tell him because there was moments where I felt like I was losing my shit and he was like standing in front of me having like everyday conversation. And if you've never experienced anxiety or depression, and I honestly don't even know if maybe I sometimes I had like panic attacks also, I don't even know. All I remember is this uncontrollable feeling emotions coming to me at random times in the day and as a mother when my kids were around if we were going to the store and they're sitting in the back seat and I'm sitting there crying trying to figure out how to not have them see me crying when we literally just left the house and everything was fine and I'm breaking down in the car and I'm trying to hide it now I don't say this to say you should hide your emotions from your children this is a little bit different I didn't want my kids to think that I was losing my mind crying all over the place at random times. And so the only one that really knew how I was feeling was my husband. And then after that, because I also kind of was like, how do I talk to my friends about this? They're going to think I'm crazy. But then I realized talking about it is important. Now, I don't mean talking about it to everyone. You don't need to put your business out. It doesn't need to be a Facebook post. You guys, it has taken me a couple years to even do this podcast episode because I wasn't going to come in my audience with no answers. I needed to share how I got through it to help you in case you go through this one time or you're going through it right now. But there was some people in my life that I knew could help me and they played a huge role in helping me with this because one, talking about my emotions really helped. So my best friend was there for me. I had other friends who recommended books that were life-changing And just because this just came to my mind, one of the books that one of my friends recommended was Healing the Soul of a Woman by Joyce Meyer. That book was amazing to the point that when my mother came to visit, I bought it in Spanish for her and she doesn't read personal development, but she read that book and it impacted her tremendously. And that was the point. I needed her to read that because her and I, we went through the same thing. And I'll share that in a minute. But I recommend this book if you haven't read it. So now I have my support system. I have my husband. I have my friends. And here I am trying to figure out what the heck is going on in my body. Why are my emotions all over the place? And I knew that it had to do with the feeling of not being able to do anything to help the people that I wanted to help. And one day, and this was a pivotal moment for me, my husband came home. The kids were in school. I was home working. He came home for lunch. And all it took, because I was already having some issues that day, I could feel my anxiety and I was sad. He came home and all he had to do was ask me, how's your day going? And I felt this huge like rush inside of anxiety. And I can tell that I was about to break down. So I was like, oh, it's good. And I walked out the room that we were in to try to get my shit together. Because I I also didn't want my husband to think I was going nuts. And it was that moment that I realized, like, I think maybe I should share how bad this is getting. So I remember telling him, like, I'm about to have a breakdown. So if I break down, don't think I'm losing my shit. And I remember him saying, why don't you call the doctor? 
and we had a conversation. I walked out the room. I went to the app because at this point I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't have no idea what's going on. I didn't want, if I'm being very honest, I didn't want to reach out to my doctor about this because I know that you're going to prescribe me medication and that's not what I need. What I need is to understand why this is happening. I don't need a quick fix that's going to be able to like, I don't need you to give me something that's going to maybe help me not get anxiety, but then it's going to trigger me to get something else, right? There's always these medications. They'll say, it'll help you with this, but then you're going to have side effects in this. And again, this is just my opinion on what I thought was best for me. Do I think that sometimes people need medication? Absolutely. And you're the only one that can decide that. So please reach out to your doctor if you're going through this and you're not able to fix it, reach out to professionals. But for me, I sat there, I opened the app, and there wasn't an appointment until like two weeks later. And I thought, in two weeks, if I'm breaking down right now, how am I going to feel in two weeks? And I remember having this feeling of going, stop. You really need to sit down and go through the steps that you need to go through to figure this out because there's a reason that you're going through this. So I didn't make the appointment. I closed the app and I said, before I make this appointment, because I know I'm going to go in, all they're going to do is prescribe me some type of anxiety or depression medication. And I'm not trying to live my life on medication. I need to know what's triggering this because I didn't really know at the time why I was feeling that way, why I was feeling the emotions so strongly. So I took a step back from things and I allowed myself space to really think about stuff. I started implementing some of the work that I do with my clients, right? I started doing that because when you're going through it, it's really hard to go, okay, wait, stop. You know what to do. Just do the things that you know. You kind of get like lost in the craziness that's going on for a lack of better words. And so I went, okay, well, let me just get into my zone, right? My coaching zone and figure this out. So I started reading books. I started doing research online. And I don't mean like random research on Google. I mean like experts and authors and people that know about wellness and stuff like that. And I don't remember exactly what book it was of Tony Robbins that I read this in. Because at this point, you guys, I, my head was just like in books and in research to understand what could be going on in my life. And I remember reading his book and he said, anxiety doesn't happen to us. He said, anxiety is created. We create anxiety. If we're sad, we create it by what we're thinking about. So he talked about if you're feeling anxious, you have to stop and ask yourself, what am I constantly thinking about that's making me feel this way? Because he said, it's our constant thoughts that create this in us. And then before we know it, we're so deep in it that we're just anxious. And I stopped when I read that and I thought, what am I thinking about all the time? And I realized that I kept thinking about the same stuff. I kept thinking about the same people. I kept thinking about how they were living their lives, how challenging their lives were because of these addictions. I kept envisioning them. You guys, I would sit there and picture them going through their day, struggling, drunk and high and just being hungry. And it was killing me. And I didn't even realize it. It was emotionally killing me 
and destroying my life. And I didn't realize that that's what I was thinking about every day. I would wake up and think about that and I would pray. I would go to sleep crying thinking about it. If it was, well, here in Hawaii, the weather doesn't change. But if the weather was changing over there, I thought, oh my God, it's getting cold. Are they sleeping in the street? What's going on? Does anybody know where they're at? Have we found some stuff out? It was my constant thoughts every day from the moment I woke up to the time I went to sleep. That's all I thought about. And it put me into a space of constant anxiety. And because it was so sad, it created depression. And because I couldn't do anything, it made me feel desperate, which I'm thinking that's probably what made me feel like I was having panic attacks because I'm trying to fix it and I can't. And that was the moment that I said, I've had enough. You can't let, like I had to do my own coaching to myself, you guys. (laughs) Like you can't let other people's decisions of what they're doing with their lives destroy you. And I started implementing everything. I started creating new routines. I started being more intentional about, because see, our thoughts are going to happen. They're going to come up. We have to choose to replace them with different thoughts. I got to a point where I didn't want to go anywhere. I used to love going outside, going on hikes, going to the beach, hanging out, doing this, doing that. And I got to a point where I just wanted to be home. I didn't have the energy or the excitement to do anything. And that was the reason. I was just in this miserable, depressed bubble. And all I wanted to do was cry all day. So I had to be mindful because this is another thing that I learned as I was doing all the research was you have to force yourself to be around people, even though you don't want to. You have to force yourself to go outside, go for a walk. You have to force yourself to try new things. If you're not finding joy in what you were doing before, you have to force yourself to do them So that at some point you can start enjoying those things that you used to love before because you get to a place where you just, you're not having fun in anything because you're in your negative bubble of your emotions. And instead of working through them, we get caught up in there and we just stay there. And that's what I was doing. So I started working on me and I started changing. I started finding myself again, my exciting, happy, let me work out and put some music on and play with my kids and show up for work, work that I love to do and just be happy. I work so freaking hard and my husband and I have created this amazing life and here I was depressed, worse than when I didn't have anything, more sad and depressed than when I was struggling in the most hardest times of my life. It didn't make sense. So I forced myself out of it. I started changing my thoughts. I started being more mindful of the action I was taking. From the moment I woke up, fitness was my medicine. All of my frustration, I committed to a six-week program during this time. It was a home workout program. That's all I do. I committed to this program and all of my anger and frustration and emotion, I poured into that 40 minutes of working out. Let me tell you, I've never gotten fitness results like the ones that I got during this six-week program. It was exactly what I needed to get through my emotions and my frustration of not being able to do anything. It helped me feel better. It gave me energy, which is why I preach movement so much. I made sure that my nutrition was taken care of because I know That if I'm feeling like crap and I'm eating sugar and processed foods, I'm just going to feel worse. So I was very mindful of what I was choosing to eat 
to make sure I was fueling my body properly with the right stuff. I was being very mindful at what I was reading. I had conversations with people that I love and I asked them to not talk to me about this stuff for a while because I can't do anything about it. The help isn't wanted and it's just destroying me to have these conversations. And those people respected that. Before I was able to have those conversations, they were calling me because they were going through the same thing. Maybe they weren't emotionally where I was, but they were like in disbelief of what was going on. And here we are trying to figure out solutions and the help isn't wanted. But what I was going through was a little bit different. So I had to have those conversations. We can't expect our loved ones to understand what we're going through if we don't let them know. And so I asked to not be called about this stuff. Don't tell me anything unless it's they're ready for change and let's figure out a plan. I'm in for that. But if it's just the same old sad story, I can't deal with it right now. So I set boundaries around the phone calls that I wanted to receive, conversations, who I wanted to be around, because I took that time to really work on myself and pull myself out of that miserable dark hole. It took a hell of a lot of intention in everything that I did, every choice I made, how I spent every second of my day to make sure that I was being present in moments that were reminding me of this beautiful life and this beautiful life that I was living with my family, with my friends, with my customers, like everybody that was around me. I had to just take that in and remove some of the other stuff that I have been filling my head with. And it took a while, but it worked. And I actually, you know, at first it was kind of hard because, not kind of, it was hard because it's hard when you're feeling it and you have to remember that you have to remember to change your thoughts, you know, because our thoughts come and if you're in that moment, you're just like sad and it's easy to stay there. But then you have to go, wait, wait, no, this is exactly what I'm learning, right? Because when you're aware, it's hard not to be aware. When you see something, it's hard to not see it. So because I was aware that I had to be mindful of my thoughts and change my thoughts when they came up because they are going to come up, then I was able to take a different approach, right? Something would happen. Okay, I can't stop what's coming into my mind, but I can control how to react to it. I can't stop this thought this fear, but I can choose how to move forward. When it comes up, I can choose to think about something different. When it comes up and I'm feeling anxious and I'm just sitting here thinking about it, I can choose to go outside and go for a walk or go play with the kids and run around, go to the store and distract myself to retrain myself to not stay in that place. And it's one of those things where it has to be a repetitive thing. Every single day you have to wake up and remember that you have to choose how you're going to react when it comes up. You have to have a plan of how you're going to continue when things come up. And the more you do it, at first you're forcing yourself to be mindful of it and to react differently and to change your thoughts. But then you start noticing that those negative thoughts don't come as much anymore. And the more you do it, the more it becomes your normal. And that is exactly what happened for me. And I know that that's not how it works for everyone else. And if you've done this work and you've done all of the things that I did that I've shared here and it's still not working, then maybe you need help with medication. Maybe you need to talk to your doctor. Maybe you need something different because we're all different. All I can do is share what has really helped me and, you know, Our mindsets, you guys, is 
It doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter how good you eat. It doesn't matter how amazing your life is. If something happens emotionally, it can really destroy you unless you work on your mindset. And I really do believe that our minds have so much power and our lives can change in an instant because that's what I feel happened to me. Like this came up all of a sudden and all of a sudden it was taking over my life. All of a sudden it was all that I thought about. And if I would have allowed that to continue, I don't know if I would have been able to crawl myself out of that hole if I kept going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And the last thing that I'm going to share is what I didn't know, and I found this out afterwards, which is why I gave my mother that book, is that in a moment where I felt like I was alone going through this, because I didn't talk to her about it, because I was like, I'm not going to bring my shit to my mother, who's probably dealing with it worse than I am. What I didn't realize, and I found out later by talking to her about it, was that she was going through the same thing. So here we are. She's in her home. I'm in mine. And we're both going through the same thing. And my mom is old school, you know, so personal development and stuff like that. She just, she reads her Bible. So I think she got through it by reading her Bible, which is, again, one of the tools I used as well. My faith has grown in the last few years tremendously. But talking to her about it made me realize that it is really important to talk to people about this stuff and work on mindset at the same time and share how you got through things, especially if you know that they're going through the same thing. And this this situation, everything, I mean, like our relationship, we've grown so much more closer than we've ever been because we've gone through the same stuff. And sometimes you have to open up with what you're going through with a loved one because you never know maybe they're going through the same thing. And I regret not opening up sooner because I wish that I would have been there to help her, even though I was trying to work on helping myself. I wish that I would have known that she was going through it that bad too, because I think we probably would have been able to get through it faster together instead of us working on our own. But she got through it too, so she's doing a lot better if you're wondering. And I am too. And now I have, I've always had the tools, but now I have more tools to know because I have no idea what's going to come up in my life right? We can't control what's going to happen in the future. But what we can do is learn the tools, work on our mindset, understand some very important things about us, do that work because you never know what life is going to bring you and you want to be prepared. I'm not saying live in fear. I'm just saying I like to work on myself for all of these reasons, because I want to know that if something happens in my life, no matter how hard it is, I'm going to get through it. I've been through everything that I can think of, so I'm going to get through it. And I know that more than ever now because of the time I spent working on myself and working on my mindset and developing those tools that I'm going to use when they're needed. They're in my little bag and I can pull them out whenever I need them. And the last thing that I'm going to share with you is this is very emotional if you're going through something really hard it's okay let your emotions cry it out you know i used to have moments in my closet where i was just cry and i just let my husband know so that he could take care of the kids while i was away because there's no point of holding them in they're gonna come out at some point just make sure that you're also mindful of how much time you're spending in that moment cry it out pick yourself up 
and go and be present in this beautiful life that you have. All right, my friend, I hope that me sharing my story really helps you. And if you need to reach out, you can always send me an email at Jeanette at JeanetteSachs.com. If I can help you in any way, I am happy to. If I can share anything that can help you if you're going through this, I am happy to. And remember, make your own decisions. Be your own advocate for your health. Only you know what you need. Don't base it off of what I've done, what anyone else has shared that they've done. Really think about what you need. If you need help and you need to talk to your doctor, go talk to your doctor. If you need medication, go get it. Be your own advocate because at the end of the day, you know best. All right. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon. Hey girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, I would really appreciate it if you took a minute to head over to Fearless and Unleashed on iTunes and leave a review and subscribe to the show so you're notified when the episodes drop. Also, I'd love to connect over on social media, so head over to Instagram and say hi. You can find me at Jeanette Sachs or find the link below in the show notes. Okay friend, go out and be fearlessly you. I'll see you soon.